You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. After yet another poor outing by Johnny Cueto on Sunday night, Royals fans having serious concerns about the state of the team's rotation heading into October. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals. Matt Waymeyer, joined by Royals reporter Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, a pleasure as always. And here we go again, just like last week, Jeffrey, another installment of What's Wrong with Johnny Cueto. Uh, Sunday night, six and a third, 11 hits, seven earned runs, and four homers given up. Another ugly outing uh, anyway to slice it. Now, last week we said that there was definitely concern about Cueto, but things were not quite at crisis level. But what about now? Uh, I think we've gone to DEFCON 4 here. I think it's uh, uh, there's, there's concern because they just don't know what the issue is. Um, they thought it might be a little bit of lack of confidence, uh, but he claims that's that's not it. There's uh, uh, concerns that maybe there's an injury, but he's checked out with the trainers. Um, you know, uh, Ned was talking uh, yesterday that if, if there was some concern about that, uh, that part of the body would be weak, and, you know, the, you could – for an injury that way, uh, but he, he checks out strong in all the body parts, all the arms, elbows, shoulders. So there's really no reason to go get an MRI. He says he feels 100%, and you got to believe him on that. Um, it's just uh, it's just kind of brutal watching him out there. It's, it's basically batting practice for the other team, and uh, these are not cheap shots. These were just rockets going all over the field. And and I think the only thing that, they, that Ned and, and his staff could come up with last night is that they really like to see him to get back to establishing his fastball command and uh, really work off that pitch. He's been getting beat a lot on his secondary stuff, his changeup and his cutter. And he, Adam Jones did hit a fastball homer last night, but mostly it's been you know a lot of breaking stuff uh, that's getting, getting rocked and he's, he's kind of leaving over the middle of the plate. So his fastball, actually his two-seam fastball, looks pretty good. And I think maybe in the next start you might see that, that where he will just kind of pound the zone with fastball and just see if that can get him out of this, this slump. And, Jeffrey, there was an odd story uh, last week, middle of the week, I believe, where uh, Johnny Cueto kind of no-showed an autograph yeah. session, I believe. Uh, was Is this a big deal? Did that kind of blow over? Did that, uh, you know, did that have an adverse effect on all the other struggles that he's having on the field? What, what's your take on that whole thing? Well, I, I don't know all the stuff firsthand. I hadn't talked, I hadn't spoken to him about. It, but I guess he had set up this kind of meet and greet thing. It was not an autograph session. It was just a, a tiny meet and greet thing through a local radio station. And uh, from what I understand, actually, it was this kind of agent kind of set it up to, um, you know, kind of get to know the Kansas City fans and stuff like that. And and lo and behold, uh, he just no shows and uh, said he was getting treatment for his hand. And we don't have any record of a hand injury or anything like that. So. It was a little ugly. It was probably, from what I was told, I talked to some of the guys that were there, some of the um, radio guys that were there. The people that were actually in attendance were not that troubled by it. It became more of a Twitter issue than, than anything else. The people that weren't there were complaining more than the people that were there. Uh, the people that were, I guess they got treated to a bunch of stuff and had a good time for your 90 minutes or whatever. And uh, Now, I know that the, the, the restaurant that it was held at, they were very upset, of course, and I think they fired off <laughs> nasty Facebook uh, editorial, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, are, you, are the two things connected, you know, with him and with his struggles and his confidence? I have no idea. Um, it's just uh, right now, Johnny Cueto went from, you know, savior in Kansas City to like, hey, should we even have him on the playoff roster? Which is kind of bizarre. All that happened in, in a matter of three or three weeks. 
Yeah, it, it really is, uh, considering how uh, spectacular his home debut went, uh, pitching the the shutout, I believe. And yeah. then to go from that uh, to this, and and like you said, the story, it was, it was a bigger deal to those who weren't there than to those who were there. But I think just given the timing of it, with his mm-hmm. struggles on the field, it just could not have been. It could not have taken a place at, at a worse time. I think. No, that's very true, and and uh, you got to go back to like you mentioned the, the home debut. And you look, I look back at those four games, his first four games with the Royals. He was absolutely outstanding. I mean, he was everything they they bought into and, and, and gave up three prospects for. I mean, one game was a complete game shutout. There's another eight inning game where he gave up four hits and one run. The other two games were quality starts. One was at Toronto, uh, trying to calm those hammer throwers down in Toronto and he actually did it uh, for six innings and so I mean it just this thing just snapped overnight where he had one bad outing and boom he hasn't been the same since so uh, they've got to get it figured out I mean it's uh you know we're still less than three weeks away from the end of the regular season he's probably going to get maybe three maybe four more starts um before the before October and and this has got to get fixed this has got to get solved because they were counting on him to be the number one starter in October yeah, it's such a stunning development with Johnny Cueto these uh, last couple of weeks, no question. Jeffrey, I want to get your take on a very interesting tweet that I saw from our friends at the Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, they said, and, and this really uh, knocked me out of my chair when I saw it, Johnny Cueto is the only pitcher in Major League history whose career, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this, yeah. uh, his career ERA has increased every month of the regular season between April and September. So kind of a two-part question were the Royals aware of this when they made this trade? And if so, how much do you think it concerned them, if any? Uh, probably didn't concern them at all because um, they're not, you know, they're not a slave to numbers. You know, they're basically, did he, did he pitch deep into the game? Is he helping his team win? Is he, does he have an ace mentality? And, you know, yes, 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 all those kind of questions. So, you, you know, the numbers are kind of, those are, it did strike me as kind of odd too, but, you know, this is this is a three-month rental. You know, it's not a guy they're signing to a ten-year deal or anything like that. They just want to be able to get him, you know, well and into October with his confidence level high, and and they're trying to go out and win a world championship with him. And uh, Jeffrey, I want to get your take too on the kind of role that pitching coach Dave Island can play right now. The relationship between he and Johnny Cueto is still kind of in its infancy, but is Dave Island in a spot where he can maybe implement some of his own uh, philosophies and teachings that that may or may not jibe with what he learned from his many years with the Reds? Maybe. I mean, I think one thing Dave is very careful about is not to overwhelm guys with a bunch of, you know, Giants are being flooded with suggestions probably right now from every direction. And it's like a hitter in a slump. You know, also you get 10 guys. Plus your family, plus your friends are telling, hey, do this, do that. And and Dave doesn't want to just flood him and get his brain all messed up with, you know, a bunch of crazy ideas. They're trying to strip it down and go back to the fundamentals. What they look at the tape, what does he do well? What has he done well in the past to be successful? Um, and I get back to, I think, uh, just relying on that, that two-seam fastball, which is a very, good, very, very good pitch. And I think you're going to see that more and more. Um, Dave has excellent pitching coaches. Um, Mechanically, they don't see anything issue the issue with them. Obviously, health wise, they don't see anything. I think it's just probably um, his approach to hitters right now is, is he's pitching kind of backwards. He's, he's too much heavy on the cutter and, and the off speed stuff, and and not enough with with his live fastball. So, I, I think that's their last resort. And and then you just kind of hope that a veteran like Johnny Cueto can work it out. You know, we talked to him last night. We asked him if he should, kind if he should maybe skip a start and kind of, you know, reset the computers. To a degree, reboot it, and he said, "No, no, no. I, I'm Johnny Cueto. I need to go out and pitch every five days." So that was a pretty 
not a good thing to say after, you know, this horrible five-game stretch. And, Jeffrey, that takes me right to my next point. Uh, do you think the Royals, uh, despite any potential protests from Johnny Cueto, would the team seriously consider skipping him at least one turn in the rotation to give him something of a mental break, or are they worried that that would be seen as an embarrassment to a guy who's obviously very proud and very accomplished? Yeah, I mean, check with him first because he's a veteran guy. You know, he's been through slumps before, nothing this this magnitude, of course. But um, when we, when I talked to Annette about yesterday, he was pretty adamant that, no, that's not the direction to go. They've done it before in Cincy, but those, those were coming back from injuries. He's not injured. He's 100% healthy, he says. So I don't think so. I think they're just going to let him work it out, grind it out. You know, believe it or not, David, Dave Island actually found a few bright spots in his outing last night. He saw a couple of things he liked, and they're going to probably try to build on that. And, you know, you've, you've been around baseball. These things can snap and turn around in a heartbeat. I mean, the whole team is not playing very well right now. They've lost eight or nine out of 12, and you know, that magic number's kind of been stuck, you know, stuck at 11 or 12 or 13 for quite a while. So they're expecting everything to kind of just bounce back. The whole team's kind of in a little bit of funk right now, and, and John's being the way in that department. So, uh, it'll it'll turn around eventually. There's too much talent on the team. I think there's too much talent in Johnny Cueto for this to continue forever. And uh, like you said last week, I believe, if you're going to have issues like this, both with he and with the team, have them now, uh, not in yep. October. So hopefully that's the silver lining to all this for the Royals uh, with concerns to uh, their team slump and with the slump of uh, Johnny Cueto in particular. Uh, Jeffrey, moving on to happier topics. Mike Moustak has had himself a day on Saturday at Camden Yards. Uh, two homers, a grand slam, and a franchise record nine RBIs. In the eight games before that, he was hitting only 203 RBIs. Uh, any particular adjustments he made before that game, or was it one of those uh, kind of, I don't know, storybook games that kind of happens for no rhyme or reason? Uh, he, he had a month in one day, I think. You know, Nine RBIs is pretty good for a lot of players for a whole month. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's... Uh, He's actually, I, I didn't realize it was at 200 because the last eight games, but since the All-Star break, he, he's been actually kind of climbing up a little bit and hitting a little bit better, um, and he's just trying to use his, actually use his hands a little bit more. Um, the Royals are, most of the Royals hitters are kind of lower body hitters, and, and that's where they get their leverage, like a Hosmer or Alex Gordon, and they're not too concerned about their hands, but Moose said he's always been kind of a handsy hitter, and he thought maybe though he was getting a little bit too much on his lead foot, and that was causing his hands to drop, and he was uh, missing some hittable pitches. And, and as a matter of fact, if you read my story the other day, uh, even after he had that two-homer, nine-RBI game, we came into the clubhouse, and the first thing he was doing was studying video. He wasn't looking at his home runs or his, his other two-run single. He was actually looking at a couple of 1-0 pitches he missed that he thought he should have hit. He was wondering, he was wondering why, and so it's kind of pinpointed that. And um, I don't worry too much about Moose. He's having a, you know, this is a fantastic year for him, a breakthrough year. 18 homers, uh, you know, 70 RBIs, whatever it is now, and, and uh, hitting 280 with a, with a really good on-base percentage. Um, I think he's going to be just fine. And, Jeffrey, to wrap up here, Alex Gordon is back hitting leadoff for the first time since late in the 2013 season, so it's been almost two years. Uh, the club confirming as well that Gordon is going to remain in that role into October. Uh, what prompted this move, and are you a fan of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think it matters whether Zobras hits leadoff or Gordon hits leadoff. I mean, they're pretty interchangeable. They, they both have pretty high on-base percentages. And um, they had, last year, you know, right around this time, they actually is when Ned made the dramatic move to flip his entire batting order and have Escobar lead off, and he moved Lorenzo Cain from 
seventh to third, and, and he just wanted to get, you know, they weren't hitting at all. He wanted to get more speed at the top, and sure enough, that clicked right away, and, and they became a much more speedy athletic team in the playoffs, and um, he, he stuck with that lineup, uh, that batting order throughout the year, but it just became evident more and more as this time went on that, that Escobar was just, you know, he's not built for that type of uh, leadoff role. He's He's an aggressive hitter. He swings at a lot of first pitches. He doesn't take pitches very often. He doesn't walk. Um, he's probably more a guy that can maybe just surprise people and do some damage lower in the order. So Ned's kind of uh, in a little sabermetric here and, and getting his on-base percentage guys up in the top of the order. Um, it's not going to be a speedy part of the top of the order, but it's going to be an order that guys will get on base. And, and then you've got the run producers behind them with, with Kane and Haas and Morales and Moose and, and to some degree Sal. So, um, it's been it's been pretty much to work. Uh, all right, uh, Eskey's really not Escobar's really not built to be a leadoff guy. Alex has done it before throughout his career. Um, you know, he hasn't done it since 2013, but he he's he told me he can adjust very easily, um, and he's a guy who does get on base a lot. So, and he's he's I would say an above average runner. He's not speedy. He's, you know, he'll steal a base once in a while, and he can take an extra base once in a while. And, and so you've got Zobra sitting behind him. I, I think it's, a lot, it's an order that works. They're not too concerned about offense right now. They're just trying to get their starting pitching uh, and their bullpen settled. So uh, I think they're heading in the right direction. And, uh, Jeffrey, to that end, I hope when we speak at this time next week, we're talking about a complete game shutout 14K <laughs> performance from Johnny Cueto to get this thing turned around. I know that would make a lot of people happy. Uh, ourselves included, obviously. Royals reporter Jeffrey Flanagan, thanks always, as always, for your time, and we'll talk again next week. All right, sounds good. Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.